Max Crosby. He's going to come in at the end, punch it out. Holmes is sacked by Crosby. His second of the game. That's Crosby. Wow. Man. Just came flying man, off the man. edge. Man, man. man. Mad Max, Mad Max. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to our huddle. This is the Rush with the one and only Max Crosby. I'm your co-host, Brogan Roback. We got our degenerates we love with our whole heart, DT Krill. We got Slime in the building from behind the lens. We appreciate you guys tuning in once again. Before we move any further, if you haven't already, please like, subscribe, comment down below. We got two signed jersey giveaway from the one and only Max Crosby at 10,000 subscribers. So lock in if you haven't already. Don't be late to your own race. So. Uh, it's week eight, uh, episode five here at the Rush. Uh, Detroit Lions holding down the Den, uh, taking on the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, final score 26 14, Lions on top. Uh, Max absolutely ate up the game, eight total tackles, five solos, one TFL, and a forced fumble down on the goal line. I mean, the boy was eating in a homecoming for, the, for everybody. So, uh, Max, appreciate you, man, off the long flight. Opening thoughts, kicking on to you, coming back for a homecoming game and playing in four field. Yeah, you know, first off, I think uh, the entire week, um, I've, you know, you have a lot of different emotions. You know, I don't, you know, I haven't been back to Michigan to play uh, since college. So um, I truly didn't know what it was going to be like, you know, going back out there. But so many people reached out to me during the week, you know, asking, could I see you after the game? We're coming, blah, 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 blah. And I had so many people there. It was, it was ridiculous. And, uh, you know, to be honest, Arslan, and to be honest, it was one of the coolest, like, experiences I've ever had, you know, playing football. Like, just sitting in the locker room before the game. I was playing uh, Sing for the Moment, you know, Big Shot to Eminem. But that song is a classic, Go. Detroit classic. And I was literally just in my locker, like, damn near in tears. Like, because... It was like surreal, like honestly surreal. Ever from the security guards working at the stadium to the fans to everybody, like they showed so much love. It was it was honestly crazy. So just going back home and playing in that in top, you know that type of environment, Monday Night Football, um, that's something you could dream about. Like it was literally like a movie. I can't even describe it. So obviously it was tough. Um, we didn't get the win. Um, we didn't play well enough. Uh, simple as that, unfortunately. But. Um, I know personally, like, I was in a whole different space just mentally. Like, every single game is a different story. And for me, like, going into this game, um, I, was, I was just at peace. But, like, I, I had that little extra emotion, you know, that I can't even describe. Like, I was like, yeah, this is, this is the shit you talk about, like, when you're a kid. Like, going back home, playing in Michigan, everybody in the world watching. Like, I got to see all my people, like, in the crowd. Probably 50, 60 plus minimum, you know, were there. And uh, it, it, it was legendary, bro. I can't even, you know, I can go on and on about it. But, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the win. But it was a dogfight. You know, we forced three turnovers on defense, which was awesome. You know, we didn't play our best. But, you know, we ended up playing 80, I think, 86 snaps on defense, which is ridiculous. Um, but, you know, the guys kept fighting. Regardless of the result, you know, we kept going back out um, and kept fighting. And, um, you know, offensively, um, obviously, we got a lot of work to do. And, um, you know, the guys know it. Um, We've been intentional about, you know, what we need to fix. Um, and it's just about action, you know, at this point. So um, I believe in those guys. I believe in, you know, everybody on the defense. And we just got to find a way to go get a win this week. You know, we got a short week. We can't let this multiply and turn into something worse than it is. Um, we got to win. You know, now there's, you know, the room for error is super small. So that's, you know, the crazy thing about this league is no matter what the result is, you got to go back out and, and turn it around and go get a win. So it's a week-to-week -week league. And uh, I know the guys are excited. You know, we want to go back out there at home and go get a big win versus the Giants. So we're definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it was, the energy was crazy in there. Um, you said it from security guard to your old teachers or whoever the hell was in there, coaches, players. Uh, everyone was showing you love. I know we were sitting right in the middle of the lion's den, like I said. And um, I mean, it's kind of be maybe weird for you in a sense where you're getting so much love from opposing fans, right? Like we're here and like the Lions fans going right at the Raiders you know, fuck the Raiders. And then they're like, but we love 9-8. We love 9-8. So it's just crazy, you know, being back there and hearing that. It's super cool for us to hear. But I know it's got to be cool for you. And probably pretty nostalgic sitting in there in the locker room uh, back in Michigan once once again. I'm sure of it. So um, yeah, I thought it was no sick. Doubt, bro. Yeah, no it was doubt. Sick. Yeah, it was, it was crazy, bro. I can't even describe it. Like, it was like out of, like literally an outer body experience and like making big plays and doing what I was doing, bro. I was just in a just in my zone, bro. And it was, 
it was insane. Like there was there was points in the game where <laughs> legitimately I hear fans in the crowd, Crosby, Crosby and we're in the Lions <laughs> in the Lions shit. So like it just shows like you know, Michigan is where it all started for me. So being able to come home and just have that love, like that's something you think about and like dream about. Like you see people go back to their hometowns and, you know, it's, it's just a different level of respect and love. And like those guys, you know, the whole the whole fan base um, was awesome. And obviously, you know, there's a million rumors going around, you know, during the week and things. And it's impossible not to see it. And, you know, they kind of created it. You know, they created it themselves. But um, just having that type of love, you know, just the ultimate respect. You know, those guys, um, you know, over there in Detroit, um, you know, they love football and they love sports in general. And just what they're building over there is special. You know, I got got a ton of respect for uh, Dan Campbell. Um, he was he was a player underneath Marinelli when he was the head coach in Detroit. So, uh, Coach Marinelli, you know, I talked about you know Dan Campbell a couple of weeks ago with him, and he was like. He's one of us. Like he was a dog <laughs> when he was playing tight end. He was a mean motherfucker. Yes. So um, I got so much respect for him. You know, I got to talk to a lot of the guys, but um, you know, damn near the whole team came up and you know chopped it up with me after the game, and it, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, I mean, how can you blame people screaming your name, wanting you in a city like that? Because us Midwesterners, we're crazy. We might be missing teeth, and we might fucking talk with a slang like a bunch of hilljacks, which I love. Um, but all in all, they take football serious, right? So I'm sure you feel oh, that gosh. coming back home, it's got to be different, right? The West Coast, obviously, the Raiders are different. They they travel. They are rowdy. I love everything about it. But coming back to the Midwest, does it feel like, all right, we're playing football. Like, we're smash mouth. We're getting after it. Like, is there a different feeling when you come to playing, in, like, in the Midwest area with these teams? Yeah, no question. You know, it's uh... – you know, it's just grimy. You know, like literally blue collar. You talk about blue collar, the, you know, like the get your hard hat on. It. But it's yeah, you really bring, give me the wrench, yes. give me the wrench. No, literally, bro. Like that's that's the vibe we got, and it was, it was honestly, bro. I it, I couldn't make it up any better. Now, obviously, a win would have been the ultimate, but like just being in that being in that environment and like the love they showed from start to finish. Um, it was crazy, bro. I can't even can't even begin to like start to explain where you know how that how that shit felt, bro. It was it was phenomenal. Dude, there That's was so funny, there bro. was there were so many people that were just talking shit until you hear we're here for ninety eight. We're not Raiders fans. We're ninety eight fans, and they're like, oh yeah, you're fine, you're fine. But we got some fellow subscribers in front of us, um, the we all Lions fans from that exact conversation. Um, yeah, that that was that was really funny to see because you usually do not see they don't they'll be like I don't give a fuck who you're here with you got the Raiders stuff on yeah, right so, uh, people were pulling so, yeah. their phones up in the middle of the game subscribing were they not yeah. deep to the rush yeah, dude. that's facts yeah. that's facts which you guys will be able to see on the vlog we had a vlog traveling to Detroit with the boys mm-hmm. checking out our brother Max we have a vlog we'll be dropping later this week so tune in a lot of great things coming your guys way. A few Nate Diaz flex. I actually look like Nate Diaz low-key with this fucking jumpsuit on. I'm ready. Um, <laughs> Minus the cartilage all over your face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Call your Show some respect, Aaron. Um, so, but more importantly, Max, it's how good. is it? I mean, it's tough for people not to root for you when you're leveling up each week. Like, right? Some people who don't really watch football they might say, oh, yeah, a sack, a sack. If he doesn't get a sack, it's not successful. I read off that stat line. You're affecting the game in so many different ways. Is that obviously it's something that you hone in and your personality, your characteristics out on the field? And we know you're going to do that every single week, and you're going to bring it. Do you feel like the defense has taken on that type of mentality? Because, like you said, holding the three field goals, if I'm not wrong, early on, keeping the offense in it while they're struggling, moving the ball. Uh, do you think that's something the defense is kind of just honing in on? Because you guys are playing good ball as as a unit. Yeah, no question. You know, I feel like you know we talked about it on the previous episode, but like. We talk about being the reason why we win. You know, we want to win games as a defense. So, you know, we made some plays, no question. Like, held them to some field goals in critical situations and had three turnovers. Marcus obviously got the fucking pick six, which was nuts. Um, you know, uh, Luke Masterson comes in, forces a fumble in his first start, I believe. Um, and then I got one at the goal line, too. Where I ripped it out. And, like, that's, like, you know, that's what it's all about, you know, as a defense – you got to take the ball away. You know, it really comes down to the turnover battle in the NFL. Um, and it's so important. And, like, we've been getting more and more turnovers. Um, there's obviously things we can button up. But, like, yeah, you know, on a personal level, 
Um, you know, you talk about leveling up, like, and I text you all this all the time, like, more is, requ- more is required, I gotta be better next week, like, that shit, like, I feel like whatever you put out into the universe, like, whatever energy you're putting out there, whatever you speak about, like, that shit really comes to life. Like, if you live that way and think that way, like, it's almost like a form of brainwashing yourself, but, like, that's how I carry myself every day, because I, I know what I want, and I know where I'm going, and what I'm chasing, and uh, every single week, bro, I take it personal, like, like you said, like, I want people to see what I'm doing, and uh, I, I want to play the play the game at a different at a different level than everybody else. And you know, that's I say it over and over and over again. But like, this shit is my life. Like, I put every fucking thing into it, every bit, every bit of sweat and energy and and attention to detail and to being the best player I can be. And so, the stats at the end of the day, like, they don't tell the whole story. You know what I mean? And that's fine. Like, some games I could have three sacks and. 60 TFL, whatever it is, but some games like like last night, like I had eight tackles, TF, you know, TFLs. I had a bunch of run stops, a forced fumble, like just affecting the game in any possible way I can. Like that's why how I'm gonna separate myself and just the amount of plays I play and how I, you know, playing them at a high level the whole time, not like drop off or just staying out there because you know I want to stay out there. It's like no, I can play that many snaps and still be ultra productive at the same time, and um, that's how I feel like I'm separating myself. So. Obviously, like I said, I got a ton of work to do, um, but I'm on a mission. As simple as that. Like I want to be the best um, in every single phase, from pass rushing to fucking the run game to everything. Like I, I want to be the best, and I'm chasing that every single day. So, um, yeah, bro, I just it, it fucking gets me going. I get fired up. I'm ready to rock again. But 100%. Um, yeah, bro, got a lot of work to do. You know, as a team, defense. Uh, I feel like we're getting better and just staying. You know, we're staying tight knit and staying closer and closer. So. I'm fired up about it, bro. We just got to keep keep going, you know, keep going and not let the bullshit, you know, affect what we do. 100%. I mean, you can tell it, it's obvious you're you're leveling up. I mean, I was dead-ass serious when I looked at you after the game when we were talking with you, and I was like, you're different, bro. Like, you know what I mean? You are, though. And I meant that because it's obvious to see. Like, I know you know and you're so honed in on what's going on in the moment type of guy, but I'm just letting you know, man, from the outside in, it's not mistaken. That's why – it's the Raider Nation has to love you. They do love you because you put it all out there. You're you're a Raider for life. So that being said, though, Max, to get on the right track, like what what is the message? What is what do the guys need to do? What do you guys need to do as a team to get on the right track? Because like you said, your backs are against the wall right now. It's it's do or die, right? Hunt or be hunted. Yeah. So what do you got? What do you think? I know Raider Nation is obviously probably very curious, but just your thoughts in the direction of the team and what you guys need to do in order to be successful and to, to complete that task. All right, y'all. It's me, Max Crosby. Got my brothers here with me. Brogan, DT, Creel. Obviously, there's been a lot of news, a lot of big breaking news in the last 24 hours. So we had to, you know, make a little audible and uh, get back in the huddle um, and get to y'all, the fans, uh, you know, most importantly. So clearly everyone saw last night um, we're making a change, you know, as far as the front office goes and and, and our head coach. Um, You know, I want to start with, First off, just giving my thanks to Coach McDaniels and Dave Ziegler. You know, obviously, you know, those are there's a human element and there's a business part of it. And, you know, the second I got, you know, got the word that Coach McDaniels was going to be our next head coach, he reached out to me right away. A um, couple months later, ends up, you know, giving me, you know, a life-changing, you know, contract, you know, extension uh, without ever coaching me or anything like that. So it just shows, you know, his commitment to my, you know, to me um, and my family. So, you know, I got to show a ton of love to Coach McDaniels and Dave. You know, obviously, um, you know, it's a business, and this is just a part of it. You know, everybody ends up getting fired in the end, um, at the end of it, um, and that's just the the rough reality of it. But um, first off, I just want to say I got got a ton of respect for those guys and wish them the best moving forward. Um, but obviously, we're on to new things. Uh, it's already Wednesday. Um, we had to jump in here again and do this announcement because, you know, so obviously time is of the essence. You know, we had to get our brothers together and uh, come to you guys, you know, raw and uncut. And moving forward, we got our boy, Antonio Pierce, stepping in as the interim head coach. AP has been incredible um, ever since I got here. Um, he's as real as they come. You know, I, everybody that's asked me, I say the same thing. He's as real as they come. Uh, you know exactly what you're going to get from him. Obviously, being a former player, you know, he uh, won multiple Super Bowls playing in New York with the Giants on those great teams. He was a captain. Um, so he just has that element of understanding the player's perspective, but also being a coach. So uh, he can relate on both levels. 
and um, you know his energy is unmatched. You know he talked about it today. Um, you know in his uh, his introductory press conference. You know he wants to match my energy. Um, I already you know I already sent him a nice little text saying no fucking chance. But uh, he was laughing and uh, you know just having a little back and forth. But you know AP you know is going to do a great job. We're super fired up about it. Um, you know, obviously times are tough. You know, you got to think about the families involved. You know, obviously people losing their jobs, it's it's tough. Um, but you know, we're on we're on to the next you know on to the next thing. And so I know Raider Nation is fired up about it. Um, you know, we have another guy, a, a real Raider from day one. He's from Compton. He's been a Raider fan since he was born. Um, so I feel like AP is going to come in and and do an incredible job. And you know, the energy was off the charts in the building today, and uh, everybody's fired up. So. Um, Massive respect to McDaniel's, Dave Ziegler, obviously, um, but now we got to go beat the Giants. One hundred percent. I mean, Antonio Pierce, absolute savage when he played. The press conference today had everybody ready to run through a brick wall. I know it had this group in here ready to go, so I can imagine how it was inside the the building today. Um, let me ask you this, Max. You're you're making your way, obviously, to the inedible. Uh, your third head coach, really technically your fourth with Antonio Pierce, if you're counting intern coach, interim coaches. Um, what does Antonio Pierce bring to the table that you think is going to differentiate himself? And I think he's going to be pretty much staging to the world like, hey, I want this job right here, and I think I can lead this group of men. What is your thought, and what do you think that he brings to the table that is perfect for Raider Nation and, more importantly, for you guys, being he's on the defense side of the ball with you for so long? Yeah, you know, uh, you know I think it's, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but at the end of the day, um, it's really fucking hard to find a leader of men. Um, and, you know, Antonio Pierce being a former captain um, and then being a coach, being with him on a daily basis, um, he's got literally, he's unanimously respected throughout the building. So when I found out it was going to be him, I was like, fuck yeah. Like everyone was fired up. Um, we're all excited. You know, obviously it's bittersweet at the same time, but um, we're on, this is the NFL. At the end of the day, we got to go play a game in four days. So, we're fired up about it, and uh, AP's fired up. The energy was ridiculous in the building today, um, and you know we're just ready to go. So it's it's super exciting. We get to get on the field tomorrow for the first time, you know, with the new regime. And uh, you know he just kept it real. You know he just said it's us against the world. He goes nobody thinks we're going to go out there and have success, and uh, you know we're out there to go prove that you know we're going to do the opposite. So I'm super excited. Um, like I said, I said a million times, but. Everyone's got the ultimate, you know, respect for the guy. Antonio Pierce is, a, is an OG. Uh, me and him have a great relationship. We chop it up on the daily, so I'm fired up for him. You know, he's earned earned the right to, you know, step into this position, and you know, we're fired up for him. Yeah, they, um, they. I mean, the boys are fired up. We're fired up, like I said. And I know Raider Nation is really, really in tune and ready to go. Um, and you said that you sent him a text, and he and he talked about that a little bit today. Speaking of a tweet. Pierce wants more out of his defense, less penalties. He said, quote, unquote, we play well for a while, and then what the hell? I love that. Need less long drives and for more guys to meet Max at the quarterback and party. I need to watch. I need to match Max's energy the next 10 weeks. Can he do it? And is, that comp is, is there a competition going on right now? I kind of like it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's funny because, you know, like I, like I said earlier, you know, I, I texted him immediately, and I sent him that, and I'm like, I'm like, good luck, you know, basically saying good luck, no chance. And he sent it back laughing and he was all fired up. But that's just him, bro. Like he's as real as they come. And like on the sidelines, me and him have those back and forth all the time. Like I have that energy where I'm on demon time. Like when I'm on the field, I'm, I'm in a whole different place. And like AP can understand that. So he gets me on game day and he knows what gets under my skin. And like just saying the simplest shit, like I'm not doing enough. I'll be like, all right, motherfucker, watch this shit. I'm like, watch this shit. We'll talk to you like, well, fucking show me something. Show me something. And so we have those interactions all the time. And so, yeah, a guy like that, like, that's who you want to run, you know, run through a brick wall for. So, yeah, I got so much respect for him, you know, at a, you know, we have a great relationship in the first place. But, you know, being in that position now, um, everybody kind of gets to feel his energy because the <laughs> offensive guys, you know, don't typically get to be around him as much and, and kind of feel how he is on a daily basis. So, yeah, I think the, you know, Obviously, the whole introduction today, um, you know, the team meeting was was lit, and uh, we're, we're definitely fired up, you know, going into this week. Well, you know, uh, so I mean, you know, my dad's from where he's from, right? Where AP's from, he's from LA. He's grown up a Raider guy, um, and he's always talking about the Raider way, right? 
what yeah. can you guys do, and, and maybe a little message to Raider Nation, um, what you guys are able to do. With, you're, at, you're at a halfway point in the season now. What can change, right? I mean, you've still got nine games to play, right? you got a bye week coming yeah. up. you got you got nine games left. What, what can change now? What are you guys going to be able to do um, and, and get back to that Raider way? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, we were talking about it today as I was leaving the building, you know, the few people on the staff and, and, and players. And there's nothing like being a Raider. And you can't fake it. You can't halfway be a Raider. Like, like your dad knows, there's no such thing as being a halfway Raider fan. Like, you're either a diehard or you, you hate the Raiders. So there's no there's no. That's the truest between. statement so I've ever heard. Yeah, like, they're all in. And, like, being a player, like, I've embodied that since day one. You know, I love being a Raider. I want to be with the Raiders my whole life. Um, you know, it's like a big family to me. So there's a certain, you know, mystique that comes with being a Raider and I try to embody that every single day. It's about being the baddest baddest motherfucker in the room, not taking shit from anybody, let you know, letting your nuts hang. It, that's that's what it's all about. You know, being being different than everybody else, being that that outlaw uh, on the field and that's how I carry myself and that's how I try to bring my teammates, you know, along with me. So uh yeah, you know, I feel like AP fully embodies that. He's hundred percent genuine and honest and he's straightforward with everything he does and I feel like the guys are gonna cling on to that. And like you said, we have nine weeks left. We have nine games. I train all year round. These guys, everybody puts in so much work to get to the season, just have 17 opportunities to go out there and perform. So regardless of what's going on on the outside of what people think or what they're saying, we got to go out there and go win. As simple as that. So no matter what it looks like, like Al Davis said, just win, baby. That's, that's literally our motto. It's us against the world, and uh, we're ready to put that on display uh, you know, the rest of the season. I think it's going to be uh, refreshing, honestly. And this is no shade, seriously, no, by any means. But moving on from, quote-unquote, the Patriot way, right? I mean, that's what everyone says with, with McDaniels and even guys from that tree, right? Even though it really might be the Belichick way. It's going to be awesome to see the Raider way, finally. You know what I mean? I feel like that's something that will be awesome to see you guys develop that culture. Um, I'm excited for it. I know we all are. Uh, moving forward, it, it's going to be a show. We saw the jersey swap last night, you and Aiden, both Michigan boys. Yeah. What was that like? Would you guys have a little like conversation on that field? That other, you know, people at back home probably curious what you two are chopping it up about. I know there's a lot of respect there. Just curious what that interaction was like for both of you guys and for yourself. Yeah, it was dope. You know, he came up to me and, uh, you know, we chopped it up a little bit and, you, you know, asked me to swap jerseys. And, you know, I've obviously been seeing what he's been doing. He's been getting better and better um, ever since he got in the league. And, uh, you know, he's one of those guys I have a ton of respect for. Um, he plays the game the right way. He plays his ass off. He's always on the field. Um, and he plays the run and pass at a high level. So, you know, I got the ultimate respect for him. You know, he's a younger guy. Um, and he's, you know, he's gotten a lot better. You know, you just see, um, you know, his presence out there. He's, he's turning into a really good player. So, yeah, you know, I got the ultimate respect for a guy like that. He, he, he plays the right way and I know he's a hard worker um, from everything I've heard so yeah you know I got a ton of respect for him um, I watch him from afar um, no question and uh, yeah I definitely wish him the best bro but it was it was dope getting to chop it up with him absolutely yo Matt so uh, speaking of uh, jer jer jersey swaps obviously that comes as like a tote of respect for the you know opposing guy that you know you would want to frame it up vice, vice versa they would want to frame it up uh, last Monday night, there was an instance where CMC went to jersey swap with someone. I believe it was a D, like, lineman. Kind of dapped him up, like, yo, let's swap jerseys. And you saw on camera, CMC was like, no, like, we're, 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 like, good, right? And then they settled for, like, a pitcher, hug someone, settled for a pitcher, dapped each other up and bounced. Has there ever, ever been an instance where, you know, someone said, like, yo, let's jersey swap, and you had to brush them off with, like, the cold shoulder, like, hey, bro, appreciate you, like, next time? Or has there ever been an instance along the lines of that? Someone tried to fan them for you, and you're like, ah, I don't know, man. <laughs> no, no. Do I've they have to earn that it? That's a good question too. Do they? Yeah, have to right. Earn, like, is that like an earn of respect? Like, I don't just give this to anyone. You gotta be like equal level. Is that like an nah. unwritten rule? Nah, you know, honestly, for me, bro, like, you know, I don't know what happened in the the McCaffrey situation, but, um, you know, there's there's only a video. You don't. I don't think anybody no really doubt, knows yeah. the background. So yeah, for me, bro, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, like. Last week, uh, Darnell Moody uh, came up to me, the receiver from the Bears, and he was just, you know, we we're chopping it up. I've never met him before, but you know, I've seen him. He's uh, was on my fantasy team a couple of years ago, so uh, I've been I've been seeing what he's been doing. He's a good, you know, good ass player. Yeah, for sure. But 
he came up to me and was like, he's like, bro, what do you be doing? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's like, bro, like, I just never seen a D lineman like play as much as you and play at that like high, you know, play at that level, sure. flying around and doing it all game. He's like, bro, what are you doing in the off season? He's asked me a bunch of questions about training and how I take care of my body and all this shit. And he was like, bro, let me get your jersey, bro. He's like, do you care? Do you mind? He's like, I was like, bro, of course. So yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter, bro. Like you can be fucking Aaron Donald or whoever it is, bro. We're all in the NFL, and for me, it doesn't matter. You know, I, sure. I could give it to a practice squad guy. You know, that none of that. You know, really matters in my eyes. Do you typically ever go to the locker room with your jersey, or is it an every week instance? Um, yeah, typically, like, I'll usually be like, yeah, I'll send it to you in the mail. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll shoot it over tomorrow, or whatever. But yeah. yeah, bro, sometimes it just depends. Like, there's, you know, it's I have so many damn jerseys, and I've given away a ton as well. So sure. you know, it's like the ultimate respect, bro. Like, I got a crazy collection now. I got fucking from everyone from Aaron Donald to Chris Jones to. Shit, I don't. It goes on and on and on. Like literally, oh, yeah. all all the guys I you know definitely look up to, and the guys that you know I believe are the best at what they do. Like sure. I got, I want those guys' jerseys as well because you know for me it's like that's my competition, but at the same time, like you got that ultimate respect for them, and they do as well. So yeah, it's uh it's something definitely like you know in a couple of years when I build my own you know build my own house and have my dream house, I'm gonna have a crazy. Crazy game room, sports room, guys yeah, hell yeah. So definitely, you know, something. But it's piling up, bro. I got so many fucking jerseys now. I don't know what to do with them. So yeah. I definitely got to get on that. Whenever I hear like or think of jersey swap, those dudes that went out and it's like game respects game, and they were they went out at the club or Vegas or whatever the fuck it was. Those two nobodies, and they're like, they took their legit shirts off and swapped. We have to get a picture of that up because that shit is so legendary. It's all I think about. They're yeah, just absolutely just, I don't even know what they are. Probably trash, but. Yeah, I yeah. love it. So, hey, let's move on to, uh, and big news, honestly, coming in before the game. Uh, I know this means a ton to you, Rachel, you guys both. This is both of you guys in one and uh, in the Eastern family together. You are an Oregon donor. You're an Oregon donor, but you're also an EMU donor. So, that being said, I am too an Oregon donor. Look at my license plate. Or Curve my license. Curveball. Certified but good guy. Nonetheless. Though. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you, God. <laughs> So, that being said, you being an organ donor, but also being an EMU donor, like, what does that mean to you, Max? How did this all begin? And, like, what does that do you think it means for the football program moving forward? Yeah, you know, uh, this is something that's been in the works for years. You know, One million dollars. Uh, donate it. Don't forget that. No big Damn. sack this week, so we got a big check fucking segment today. Yes. <laughs> big big check. check. Give Eastern your big check. <laughs> He obviously wants me to, you know, I want to help. He wanted me to help, um, but it all comes in timing. You know, I tell you guys this all the time, but it's all about the right timing um, with everything in life. So for them, like, they would come to me with like, hey, uh, we want to get this type of camera. Do you think you can, like, you know, do this for whatever? And I'm like, for me, I don't want to be, I don't want to do it small. And I told him that from the jump. Like, I want to do something big, and I want it to be at the right time. And, um, you know, we ended up coming to terms, and, uh you know, we were at a comfortable place, and, you know, obviously they ended up giving me the honor of, of naming the field. You know, they're going to name the field after me. And it's kind of like a full full circle moment because I remember, obviously, you were at Eastern. Um, we were all at Eastern. We always talked about that damn track around the field. And I was always talking about, like, bro, we need to get this thing out of there. And Creighton would always mention, he's like, yeah, you know, next year we're going to. But it just never ended up coming to fruition. And now it's going to say Crosby Field on both sides and where the track is you know, it was supposed to be. So they're digging that shit out and um, yeah. you know, be yeah. part of taking that track off the, off the field. So um, it's a full circle moment, but like, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, like the most successful people I know um, and some of the best mentors I have, they all say the same thing, but you know, you got to be able to give back. Um, no matter how much money and success you have, like the people that hold on to it and they're selfish and you know, don't give back to others. I feel like in the end, you ne you're never going to be happy and you're never going to win. Um, you know, I feel like the ones that give it back, you know, it always comes back twofold. So um, for me, uh, it's the least I could do, bro. That's something I, I'm very I, I'm very strong about. Like, 
I don't care if I'm going to a restaurant and whoever it is, or if I'm going to the drive-thru, like I always give the most ridiculous tip to people because I just feel like at the end of the day, it's always going to come back, you know, even bigger. Um, and that's something I got from Dana White as well. Like you should see this guy when we travel, he fucking every single human, he's just dishing out hundreds and whatever. And I'm like, I asked him about, it. I'm like, what do you do that for? He's like, that's just how I operate. I feel like you gotta, you know, if you, I, I'm blessed enough to have, you know, this, the wealth and all the, all these things. Um, and I feel like it's, it's for a reason. I'm meant to help other people, you know, that are, that aren't as fortunate and don't have, you know, the means like me. So for me, I look at it the same way. Um, and that's just how I live my life. You know, I feel like, you know, giving back, it's only going to end up, you know, coming back even bigger in the long run. So yeah, being able to help Eastern, you know, a team that's, you know, a program that's been building for years and years now, um, being a big part of, you know, taking another huge step forward is, it was super important to me. So I'm, I'm obviously fired up. Rachel's fired up. Um, and we're, yeah, we're super excited, bro. Boss moves, bro. I, we, we had the chance to, uh, to go down there this weekend for the, for the Western Easter game. <clears throat> Personally, yeah. I haven't been up to, I haven't got to be up there since we left in 16. We went to the secure spring game and, and things like that and homecoming to watch you and Brogan. But um, <clears throat> since they've done the, the new building, I, I hadn't seen it yet. And so we did a walkthrough of this place and holy fuck, that place is nice. It's, uh, like it's completely, it's a completely legit. different program. That's a program yes. play right program. there. You can walk exactly. It's a, a program play. You can walk yeah. into that facility and it is it is comparable to, you know, maybe not in the size and the scale, but the quality and, and, and the layout and um, everything that they have. Any big Power 5 school, which is yeah. fucking crazy to think of because we were always, Krill was talking about, he was underneath of the uh, the home side. We used to have to go in that locker room because they were renovating <laughs> yeah. our locker room. When really all they yeah. did is they fucking... Underneath the fucking stadium. Yeah. Yeah. They, did, they like so painted it and put lockers in, right? But this is a yeah, fucking so crazy seats. facility. And then now we're going to be able to look out and get rid of that fuck-ass track that's been dude, riddling our lives for, for, for years. The bane of everybody's existence. Um, that's going to be awesome. I, I can't... Practice I mean, is fun. No. Horrible. Yeah. Summer conditioning on it's fun too, right? Ugh. But... uh. Real fun, but uh, no, seriously, that's going to be so fucking. It's going to be a completely different stadium, and now the next time yeah. they have everything that they need to be able to start filling that thing, um, which is what I'm no, excited 100%. to be able to see. Because if there's anybody that do it, it's going to be Creighton. Sure. No, no doubt, bro. He's been building it from literally the ground up, <laughs> straight ground zero type shit. But oh yeah, trust me. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, y'all know even better than me. So. We told him. We yeah, told the recruits just... that day. I was like, yeah. we, he had us like talk to him. Like, trust me, there was. This man had multiple times along the way to be able to pull the plug on everybody standing up here. And I was like, yes. but he did. He he inherited a shit show. <laughs> it yeah. was. I love everybody no, that he inherited, but it was. it's completely different than what it is now. Yeah, yeah. no question, bro. Bro, yeah, super, just boss moves. We're super proud of you. Congratulations, bro, for you and Rach. I mean, it's that's a huge milestone. Um can't wait to see the celebration for it. Should be a fucking celebration. Should shut it down like a parade in the city. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. City is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, not only are you a dog off the field, dog on the field, you're a man of the people. I heard you might get a key to the city of Ypsilanti. I'm not sure. That might be rumors allegedly. But <laughs> since I hear that barking for all that dogness coming out, I'd like yeah. to go to the dog of the day right fucking now. All right, y'all. So for the dog of the day, um, I think this one goes, you know, a long way because our boy Marcus Peters. Fucking, there's there's really not much more you need to say. You know, Marcus has come in. Uh, he's an Oakland native. He's a Raider for life. He's been a Raider since he was born. Um, you know, he got a lot of heat last week, um, you know, for that one missed tackle and um, against Chicago and a lot of people, you know, had their opinions. Um, but me and Marcus had a great conversation um, all week. You know, Marcus was looking forward to get back out there. He had a great week of practice and just the way he responded this week, like that's the ultimate type of respect. You know, you have teammates, um, you know, when things go the wrong way, you know, in the past I've had teammates, you know, be like, all right, whatever the fuck, you know, I just brush it off. Uh, Marcus took the shit personally, like MJ said, and uh, you could just see it out there, man. He, uh, I think he was one of the highest graded corners in the league this week. Um, he had like an 87 PFF grade. He had a pass breakup, five tackles, three solo, and then the pick six. 
in a critical moment. It was 16 to seven. Um, he ends up, you know, they were all the way down there about the score. And Marcus fucking breaks on, a, I think, a comeback or an out route and took that shit 75 yards to the crib. His seventh career pick six. Um, honestly, dude, like in that moment, it was crazy. I'm rushing the passer and I look to my left and I see Marcus jump it. And like the stadium went quiet, like it went silent, yeah, like you could hear a pin drop. And I've literally, like honestly, since I've been in the NFL, since I've been on the Raiders, I haven't been a part of like a pick six by a corner like that. I don't think one time. That was so. Like funny. I haven't seen some shit like that. And he picked it. Jared Goff had a good angle <laughs> on him, low key, and he was carrying it like Dion and shook him and took that bitch to the crib. And I was just running behind him, like fucking go. So, yeah, yeah man, you know, Marcus, obviously, um, he's a big fan of the show. You know, he's been asking, you know, he wants to get on. Um, get he's already on. had his little cameo. He's definitely going to be a guest, um, you know, sometime <laughs> soon. But um, Marcus Peters, dude, I got so much respect for the guy. Uh, he's been like family to me for years now, uh, you know, being having the same agent, um, you know, being a, a real Raider, regardless of what team he's on, and uh, being my teammate now. You know, I got the ultimate respect for that guy. The dude is an OG. Um, and he just makes big plays. And so seeing him get that pick six, that shit was huge. Um, he bounced back in a big way. Um, and I feel like it's just gonna, he's going to carry that momentum for the rest of the season and just keep getting better. So our dog of the day is the homie, Marcus Peters. Not, not only a dog, but an OG in the game. We talked about this already, OG. but the most return yards from an interception by far different stratosphere. He's been doing this for a long time, continue to do it. It's... Yeah, man, he's a legend. It's it's dope to see him go out there. Like you said, it was, the momentum in there completely shifted from that play. Yes. It was dope. Once again, the defense just leveling up. It's awesome to see that. One last thing to touch on the game so we can move on, throw it in the trash, 24-hour rule. Let's maybe forget it when we came back home on the flight. But Jameis Williams, that little flip pass, little whatever shovel pass, whatever you want to call it, in motion, why would they leave you on, on block? Did they think they were going to kill you with speed? Because he is a speed demon. Yeah. And we had to remind them, boys, quick. You know, helmet came flying down, smashed them off like like uh, Conor McGregor says. I'm bouncing heads off the canvas. You were bouncing heads off the canvas, and then you turned. I love it. You could have been a dog of the day, too, because you, you let everyone in the nation know. I'm a fucking dog. I love <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. And so to, they, knew they were quick to throw that shit out there. Mic. They were. <laughs> they you just talk us through that play, Max, where you shocked that they let you off the edge. I'm blocked. You think they were trying to kill you with speed there? What, let, tell us what you thought, what you saw, and what you thought on that. Um, you know, honestly, that play, like, that's not supposed to be a play a DN makes. You know what I mean? Like, the tight end blocks down. I'm supposed to be reading my key, go down when the tackle goes down. And that's typically what guys would do. And I just, I seen the formation. I knew Sewell wasn't coming, you know, my direction. Because every time he would look right at me, he, I knew he wasn't coming towards me. It was either a draw or a screen or he was going away. Um, so I looked at him and he's like trying to look at me all of a sudden. I'm like, oh yeah, he ain't coming to me. So I seen uh, Jameson Williams come at full speed in, uh, in motion. And so we've seen that play uh, before. You know, they have a lot of, lot of speed on that team in general. But he's like a 4-2, 4-3, you know, type guy. So yes. I seen him coming and I was like, fuck that. I'm taking my shot. And I just took off. And I couldn't believe he held the ball. And <laughs> I, I just met him. I think it was like five yards in the backfield. Yep. Um, made a big play for us. So, yeah, bro, like that play was lit. I was fucking hype. I was, was so hype when that shit happened. <laughs> Nate Hobbs came up to me. Let's fucking go. He was yeah. all in my ear. Luke, even Luke Masterson, quiet dude. He was so hype. He had a biggest smile on his face. I'm like, yeah, bro, like that was a big play in the game. And, um, yeah, it was just natural instinct watching film, uh, seeing – you know, seeing what they do and just seeing a guy like that, you see, you know, on their team, they got, you know, 14, who's a gadget, speedster, great route runner. They have all different types of guys that do jet sweeps and things like that. But you see number nine coming, you're like, yeah, he's in the game. You know, they're going to try to get him the ball, you know, in some space. So I just, you know, had to had to react and make a big play. So that shit was, yeah, definitely lit. It certifies you the plays. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Hey, so he concussion protocol, I don't know. Honestly, bro got up looking. He, he probably has a hip just like um, yours, bro. Swear. Right Dude bruise. got up looking just <laughs> drunk. Just. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't even know either, bro. Like, I had no idea his helmet even rolled off. Shit. I was just hype and I'm looking in the crowd. I'm hype. I came <laughs> to the angry. sideline. No, literally. And 
uh, I think it was Timo, uh, our safety. He comes up to me. He's like, bro, you knocked this fucking helmet off. I'm like, what are you You got knocked about? the like, fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but literally. I'm like, I had no fucking clue. I didn't even know his helmet came off or nothing. And I seen the replay. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, so that just added a little. Makes it even play, better. So. We, we, we didn't yeah, get to do any of the, the big sack. Good question there, Brogan. But genuinely, I don't know. I know you guys have probably seen it, but Baldy's breakdown this week. No free shout outs, but shout out to Baldy because, you know, he's oh, the legend in the game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> gives an absolutely uh, unbelievable perspective to the way that you're able to defend the run, right? And, and so if anybody hasn't seen that, just go look at it. October 31st, Tuesday's Baldy breakdown. It's, it's a good oh, one. It's, you got to. You know, Baldy is. Uh... Baldy is an absolute legend, like we talked about. The dude has been my number one supporter since I got in the league. So, yeah, that guy, you know, he, he highlights the things that people don't really, you know, give, you know, give guys typical flowers for. Um, you know, people talk about edge, and they talk about, all right, he's a pass rusher. And for me, like we talked about, separating myself, I want to be the best for us to run and pass. And, uh, you know, he definitely highlights, you know, some of the wild shit that went down during the game. So I got, I got so much love for that dude. That was a minute-long video. I think I watched it like seven times. That was that was nice. He did a good job this week. Um, so what we should do is bring in our Rushmen and Rush women. Wow, I'm gonna screw that up. Fan questions of the week. All right, first one. MJ Greenwoods. What did it feel like donating back to EMU and playing uh, back in Michigan against the Lions? I know you already kind of touched on that, but... Yeah, we kind of touched on that. But, um, yeah, in a shorter, summarized response, um, like we talked about, Eastern is literally the reason why I got a chance to play D1 football, the only team that believed in me and gave me an offer in general. So me giving back to them, uh, it was a no-brainer. You know, being able to be a part of the change and the growth of that... Of that uh, whole organization the whole you know not just sports in general but just the entire campus um it means the world you know I, I got so much love for him I can go on and on and on about it but yeah you know it was it was the least I could do and I'm fired up about it and then you know as far as going back to Michigan um you know like I said there was I said 50 to 60 there's probably 100 plus people that I knew there um yes. you know rocking and in attendance and it's crazy I'm coming off the field this is at halftime I'm coming, I'm walking through the tunnel. I, the first person I see, Rob Rubick, our old, our old uh, announcer at Eastern, former Lion. Dude's a legend. I see him, he's like, he just opened his arms, gave me the biggest hug, and we chopped it up. He's like, I'm so fucking proud of you, man. And we had an awesome moment. Um, obviously, we go way back. He was, this is actually insane, but when I was in elementary school, I think it was fourth or fifth grade, he was my sex ed teacher. Ooh, you'd be using great Swear to God, I've known this dude since I was this big, and he ends up now commentating boys, my put it on college. like this. Yes, bro. That's how far back me and Rob Ruby go. Dude's an absolute <laughs> legend, bro. So me and him just seeing him, I'm like, this dude's a fucking. He's the king, bro. <laughs> Did you get an <laughs> let A in take class? A break. Swear to God, bro. Fifth, I think it was fifth grade. Rob Rubik was in there explaining, you know, everything. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> and and uh, who else? And then I'm going down. Maybe five people later, because all yeah, they had the alumni, all they had jerseys on and shit. Jimmy Williams, my first oh D line coach at Eastern. No way. Coach oh Williams is standing there. I go, what Bad the fuck? Like, what is this? She's yeah. wrong. I'm so fucking proud of you, man. Keep doing your thing. And I'm like, this is nuts, bro. Like, it was like a full like, it's, like a the shit we talk about. Like, the shit was a movie. And I was texting y'all before. Every time I response, I'm like. All caps, movie, yeah. period. Yes. And, like, the whole weekend, the whole entire just vibe of everything was just insane. And, like, even on top of it, we stayed at Marriott Troy um, before the game. Yeah. Troy's where I lived the first three years of my life. My house, my old house when I was a little kid was right around the corner. So it was, That's like, wild. literally the whole fucking time. It was just, like, this shit is crazy, bro. And, um... Yeah, bro, I can go on and on, but the whole thing, it was just, the only way to describe it, it was a fucking movie. 100%. Shout out to Malice in the Palace. Malice of the Palace, yes. I knew it was on when when we saw that picture. Um, (laughs) Yes. All right, we got got a question from Rushman, a current Rushman. Ooh. 
a consistent wow. Russian. His name is Ooh. Tomislav Krzyzewski. Tomislav. Did I get that? Hey, I got a little bit of that in me. Yes, he did. I got a little bit of that in me. Come on. Yeah. It's my cousin, though. Y'all don't know. It's my cousin, Tommy Slav. Shout out. Big shout out. All right. So, Tommy Slav said, How much did seeing all of your people after the game help out with that with that loss? Um, honestly, bro, it was exactly what I needed. Um, obviously, it was Good a question. tough loss. The locker room was, you know, it was tough. It was quiet. You know, we had a lot of conversations in there, but um, there was nothing cooler, bro. I posted some of the pictures, you know, post game. Um, you know, just of how many people were there waiting in the family section. It was like fucking 30, 40 deep um, from family, from friends to former teammates to current. Like, it literally was just everybody. And uh, it was the best, bro. It literally, I didn't have enough time to, you know, have a moment with everybody. But just being able to, you know, chop it up with everyone and just seeing all the love and support. There's literally nothing better, bro. Like, I'm out here. I'm living the dream. Like, I'm living exactly what I wanted to do since I was a little kid, bro. And just having all my loved ones there in attendance and supporting regardless of the result. Like, they got to see me go out there in full effect in Detroit. Like, that shit is, like, all time, bro. I'll talk about that, you know, that experience for the rest of my career. Because it was, it's definitely, if it's not number one, you know, it's definitely top three moments I've had so far in my career. Absolutely. Love it. Great question, Tell me something. Tommy, big shout out Tommy. to you, Tommy. <laughs> Vidi, we got you All on. All right. Vidi. Um, last question here. Uh, by, by Juan Ocha, 831. If you were to play offense, what position do you think you would excel in? Yes. I'm glad I've asked. been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this one. Um, right tackle. Brogan already knows the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Rogan already knows the answer to this, but you know I'm a I'm a tight end in a, in, in my other life. You know I feel yes. like tight end would be a position I could thrive at. Um, I truly believe if I you know were given the opportunity, I can go out there and produce in the run and pass game. Um, I am playing a lot of snaps at the end, and hey, there's you know ever since even college, we are at Eastern, we had plays in for me. You know to go in there, it never happened. We have plays in, you know, we've put in plays since, you know, Coach McDaniel's been in, Coach Gruden even. You know, there's, they're there, um, but, you know, it's just a matter of pulling the trigger. But, you know, I definitely have some practice tape where, you know, I feel like people would be thrown off seeing me go up and get in the rock. But, uh, yeah, bro, I think, I think tight end definitely, you know, just from a, you know, all-around perspective. Like, even in the run game, I know it's different playing on the off- offensive side, but, like, I feel like I go out there and, you know, get after a DN's ass in the, in yes, the C-gap. And, and, you know, yeah, pause, but get active in the C-gap, you feel me? And then, uh, yeah, you know, I feel like throw me a couple seam routes, get me involved in the red zone. I feel like just naturally now, I'll go up there and run fucking bully time. And that's just honestly, you know, what I believe. And I feel like if I got to put, you know, get more and more reps, I feel like I'd be very, very effective at, uh, at tight end. I like it. I like that. Mm. Yeah. Don't be All right, I, I, uh, I got one more. Um, I know you, well, you, read you it. Say with your chest. Really I'm starting to get upset. Brogan, if you had to filter what I had to filter through, then you'd understand. You'd literally be over there stroking out. Sorry for anybody that's had a stroke. Cut it. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Last Rushman question of the day. Uh, Lito's 88. I don't even know what the other part of its name, so we're just going to go with Lido's 88. Uh, Raider Nation fan base, thanks you for showing up every Sunday. No excuses. Always ready. We love it. So it's not a question. Nice comment. It's a good follow-up to his first one. So thank you, Lido's 88. Lido 88, we appreciate the love, bro. Much love. It only Lido. gets, it only gets, you know, the elevation is, is weekly. So that's, that's the goal. We do this year-round, and this is just the beginning, bro. I'm only get better from here on out, and, uh, that's definitely why, you know, I work the way I work, but it's also to put on a show for the fans, and that's what I plan on doing for a long, long time. Amen. Oh, yeah. That's all we got for the Rushman this week. Boom. Oh, yeah. Thanks for the right. fan mail. Keep them dropping, boys and girls. We appreciate it. You guys are part of this yes. journey, part of the family. Y'all are part of the family, bro. There's, y'all, y'all are the, what we'd say, the fucking, the gas to the fire, the fucking, uh, 
I don't know. The, the, the blood to the, the steak. The, thing. the salt to the steak. The fucking onion Peanut butter to the, to the, the, to the jelly. I don't know. Onion to the turkey burger. <laughs> turkey burger. Yeah, no, that might be really, a new one. Really flavorful. <laughs> yes. Max has too many healthy meals in his house, so that's what he's reverting back to. Yeah. But you know, this guy hasn't had a cheat meal since. I had turkey burgers for lunch today, so yeah. Okay. How, how dry were that? Okay. Oh, it was it was freshly seasoned. It was of course. Fucking, it I'm was talking incredible. to fucking Amelia. Amelia does my meals. Big shout out to Amelia. You're a legend. Max is white. He's unseasoned, so that makes sense. He's eating turkey. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Max, here. let's get a little look ahead here. Let's get a look ahead here to the Giants, right? Week nine, you guys are hosting them back in the Dome, Allegiant Field. Um, I know Raider Nation is fired the up. Dome? The Dome? Off the Dome? Okay, in, inside the spaceship, the that's better. The shuttle? Um, there you go, yeah. Coming in, taking on the shuttle. The two and six Giants. Daniel Jones, I believe, is reported to be back and playing. Tyrod, shout out to Tyrod, one of the best teammates I've ever had in my entire life. Great mentor. He held it down for a long time. Now Daniel Jones is inserted back in the, into into play. Look, look ahead. What do you expect to see from them? Um, I know it's going to be a dog fight. You guys are both with your backs against the wall. You guys are both hunter, hunt, be hunted. Uh, just your thoughts on Giants coming up in this game here for Week 9. Yeah, 100%, bro. Um they have a great running game. You know, they got Saquon Barkley. Um, that's pretty self-explanatory. One of the best backs in the game. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. Um, they've had some injuries, unfortunately. But um, like you said, Daniel Jones would be back in the lineup. It would be my second time playing him. Um, I played him a few years back, uh, the year we made the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, bro, you know, they got, they're well coached. You know, Brian Dayball coming from Buffalo. He was with Josh Allen for years, and he's originally a Patriot guy. So him and Josh McDaniels got some uh, some history for sure. So you already know they're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be ready to go. And uh, like you said, their backs against the wall, our backs against the wall. Um, it just, you know, it's going to call for a great football game. It's going to be a dogfight from start to finish. And you know, they got they got some guys over there that can play on the defensive side as well. From you know, we talked about earlier, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. They got a lot of you know a lot of talent over there, and on both sides of the ball. So yeah, it's going to be a dogfight, no question. Absolutely. We look forward to it, bro. I think Curly yeah, got one for him. Send one in over there to the board. Yep. You're got it. Yeah, so considering that yourself as, you know, one of the best, if not best, two way player on defense in terms of stopping the run, blitzing the pass or blitzing the uh, you know, QB. Um, on the opposite end now, coming up on Sunday, Saquon, kind of the same same um deal, right? One of the better uh receiving backs and obviously one of the better running backs altogether. When I'm healthy, what's the biggest you know takeaway when you see when you're watching film that you're going to try to exploit or at least slow him down, kind of get to him early? You know, what's the key that you're looking forward to more or less slowing him like down? Yeah, you know, a guy like Saquon, um, you got to be accountable. You know, like you said, for the run and pass game. You know, he's one of those guys that he can fucking he can catch screens, he can run routes, he can you know catch the ball at the backfield different ways. Um, obviously, he's a downhill runner, but also has that shake to him. Sure. Um, he's just an all-around great player. So um, a guy like that, you got to be accountable, you know, for him on all on all levels at all times. So um, I got the ultimate respect for him. Um, when we played him the first time, you know, we played the Giants. He wasn't playing, um, but I definitely look forward to you know playing him. He's one of the best in the game, and that's you know those are the matchups you look forward to, regardless of position. You know, when you're out there with another dude who's a you know perennial Pro Bowler, one of the best. Uh, you want to yeah. go out there and you know flex a little bit and you know show you know show who's the best. So um, yeah, Saquon got a ton of respect for him. Dude's a dog, and um, you know it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be a dog fight from start to finish. For sure. And then uh, ex teammate coming back home as well, Darren Waller playing. Uh, what's your first thoughts on that? You know, going up against him rather than not. You know, obviously you cheer him on, but now you're able to tackle him. It's not practice. It's a live game. You're on opposite ends. You know, what's like your thoughts there? Have you all talked about it? Him coming home or not? Um, no, no, we haven't talked about it. You know, Waller, um, obviously is like, you know, is a brother to me. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the people that, you know, help in my process of getting sober. Um, just oh, being yeah. able to look at him, you know, on a daily basis and see how he, you know, was able to change his life around. So, uh, this shit goes way past football, you know, when it, when, when you talk about Waller, but I'm not sure if he's going to be playing. I know he's yeah, got, so he's a little bit banged up, but hopefully he'll be out there and I definitely, you know, look forward to, getting after his ass and uh you sure. know, hopefully you know hopefully get to match up a little bit but 
I love Derek. Oh, yeah. You know, that's my guy, and uh, I'll definitely reach out to him this week. Might be another jersey swap moment there. And then let's oh, transition no. here. In other news, not so much news, but it, it is very big news now. Trade deadline just closed out here tonight, actually. Two big names left at the same team, and two guys who play the same position as you. Montez Sweat heading over to the Bears for a second-round pick. You got Chase Young heading over to the Niners, which is fucking insane to me, for a third-round pick. They're in your division. Just your first initial thoughts on that. Um, I'm very curious. Yeah, honestly, it's crazy, bro. You just see the Niners just loading up on D linemen constantly. I think them and Philly, uh, those two teams, like, they, you know, their philosophy is it starts in the trenches, you know, and they got great O-lines and they have D-lines that are have literally too much depth, you know what I mean? Yes. They have so many guys, it's like they just keep loading up and, and getting more and more pass rushers. So, um, yeah, you know, the Niners, I, they just got Randy Gregory two weeks ago. And <laughs> obviously Randy, you know, he got cut from Denver, but they're kind of doing a, you know, they're kind of, yeah. you know, switching things around with Sean Payton, so... It's not like he was playing bad football or anything. Like, he literally just got extended last year to a five-year, like, $70 million deal. So, he got paid for a reason. He's a really good player. And, uh, you know, they got him as, like, a backup now. And they got fucking Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Vernon Hargrave, Eric Armstead. Like, literally all those guys are making 15-plus million a year all across the front of the that D-line. So... Yeah, that's going to be crazy. And and obviously Chase Young with Ohio State too. So him and Nick literally played together. So yep. uh, it's going to be wild to see. And then, um, you know, Montez Sweat, another dude. Um, he came in with me uh, in my draft class. Um, I've obviously been watching him from afar. He's had a hell of a career so far. And, um, you know, he's super underrated. That dude is – he's a freak show. Like, he went to the combine. I went out there. You know, I'm excited. I'm expecting to run a high 4-5, 4-6. Yeah, he's a freak. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good about myself. I'm about to run a good 40. Boom, I run my shit. Montez Sweat goes up, runs a 4-4, like a fucking deer, and takes off. And I'm like, bro, what? I'm like, yeah, everyone's just like, okay. Now, yeah, so he's just one of those guys, bro. He's a freak of nature, but he's also a really good player. Um, You know, he's he's gotten better and better every single year. Um, He's super underrated, and I just... I feel like he's only going to get better. You know, he's one of those guys that you could tell pays a lot of attention to his craft and and puts the work in. So Chicago got a really good one. Um, Obviously, they have my former teammate, my boy Yannick Ngakwe over there, too. So they got a little, you know, a little tandem going on. And then, you know, Justin Jones in the middle for Chicago. Um, Andrew Billings, you know, they're they're starting to build that D lineup. And, uh, you know, Travis Smith, he was our assistant coach under Marinelli. he was the assistant D-line coach under Marinelli, and he's now the Bears D-line coach. And they run that four-man uh, four rush with Eberflus and all those guys. So I know Travis is fired up. Um, he's a hell of a coach. And, um, yeah, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see how they do. Absolutely. Was there a part of you um, that was hoping maybe one of those guys would land over there in Vegas? Was that anything on your mind or your radar uh, getting to line up with, you know, obviously you love the D-line you have. You guys are playing great ball together. But it doesn't hurt to have another guy on the other end terrorizing the quarterback get you on an island a little bit more uh is that a thought you had to come across your mind as the deadline was creeping up um you know honestly i i really you know i stay in the moment you know i try not to pay attention because you see a million different rumors oh they need to get this guy this guy's going here shit if you read twitter the last month yeah you'd be in detroit you would think i'm never gotten the Detroit. yeah exactly (laughs) so um i really don't pay too much attention to it but my philosophy on it is how Philly and how the Niners approach it. It's like you can never have enough great pass rushers. So, um, you know, the more guys you have out there that can do it, you can rotate guys in and everyone's fresh. And, you know, I feel like they're definitely doing it the right way um, over there. So, yeah, of course, you know, for me, that's my philosophy. Shit, you know, obviously we're doing a really good job. You know, we're getting better and better as a D-line. But, you know, if there's a way we can even get better, you know, I'm all for it. So, um, yeah, you know, it's it's crazy. Trade deadline's wild a lot. A lot goes into it, but I feel like in this, you know, today especially, it was like a short window. It was like two hours, and then boom, 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 boom. All these, yes. all this shit's happening. Um, so yeah, I really, I, I didn't know what was gonna happen, but um, we ended up, you know, not making any moves. But it's all good. It's all good. Take it with the going, the, going to war with the people that you got, the brothers that you eat, that you eat with, right? Starve, starve, and eat with the ones that you do that with. So. All right, y'all, as a pass rusher, I just got to say, this is probably my favorite, you know, favorite segment of the show. 
in my biased opinion. You know, we got our three rushmen of the week. We do it weekly. We give our love to the fucking guys that deserve it. The dudes that are getting out to the pass are dominating games. So I got to give some love out to the guys. We got three dudes. And honestly, any one of them could have been number one. Fucking great performances, top to bottom. We obviously, we, we roll with our two edge rushers, but we got to show love to the guys in the middle, the big boys, the ones that hold down the fort. DT, I know you got a lot of love for them. Have to. Um, so, you, you know, you just have to. So I'm going to start with number three. And honestly, this dude, he could be number one. Um, but Dexter Lawrence, obviously we're playing the Giants. You know, I don't want to show him too much love, but Big Dex, he came in with me as well, 2019. Um, arguably, you know, the best Rushman draft class in the past 10, 20 years, just going to be honest. Um, Dexter Lawrence, the dude is a fucking monster. Freak show. I've seen him at Exos getting ready for the combine. This dude is enormous and looks and moves like a fucking receiver. It's honestly, it's crazy. Um, I knew he was going to come in and do what he's doing, but just at this level, um, it, it's honestly ridiculous. He had three tackles. He had a sack, TFL, but he had 15 pressures, according to PFL, which is ridiculous for a D tackle. He's top five in the league right now as a freaking D tackle. And this dude plays nose. Like, he plays nose. He plays three tech. It's unheard of the things he's doing. Like, Bro, literally unheard of. We just checked it, D. He's like 6'4", like, 320 at least. Yeah, he's like 6'4", 330. Like, dude is a freak. Moose. And, um, yeah, he's another guy, Clemson guy. I got to meet him through Cleveland as well, uh, being my teammate for years. And uh, he's just one of the most down-to-earth, quiet, cool dudes. And um, just seeing him have the success he's having um, on a weekly basis, bro, I got nothing but respect for him. And he's able to rush from the, the zero nose, the shade, three tech. He's doing it all along that defensive line. So, big decks. Big shout out to you, bro. Got a ton of respect for you. I've met your mom as well at the Pro Bowl. She's a great woman. Showed me nothing but love. Acted like I was her son. So, uh, Dex, you know, that's my boy. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him this weekend. Definitely got to get that jersey. Um, yeah. But that's our number three. Number two, Jonathan Grenard, Houston Texans. This dude is underrated. He's been playing at a high level for the last few years. Um, somebody I've seen, you know, I always hear his name get thrown out there. Um, but I watched this film, and this dude could really play. He can rush. He can get after, you know, get after it in the run game. And, um, you know, this week, six tackles, two and a half sacks. They took a tough loss uh, to Carolina. I think they lost at a last-second field goal. Yeah. Um, but you see that, that Texans defense has gotten better and better and better really fast. D'Amico um, Ryan's gotten played. They brought in D'Amico Ryan's coming from the 49ers. They build that defense a specific way. They love to rush, you know, four up front. Um, keep things pretty simple, but they just dominate up front. And uh, you see that D-line uh, continuing to improve, and Jonathan Grenard is a big part of that. You know, two and a half sacks this weekend on Bryce Young. Um, the dude's just getting better and better. And uh, I think he's one, another one, another super underrated guy um, that deserves his flowers because he's, you know, consistently getting better on a, on a weekly basis. And number one, I'm going to just get to number one. Obviously, like we talked about, all these guys could have been number one this week. All went crazy. And there's even more guys, honorable mentions. You know, we don't want to leave anybody out, but, it, you know, it's three. We're going to keep it at company. three. And that's, that's what we're going to do. It's elite company. The man, George Karloftis. The Greek freak oh. from the Kansas City Chiefs. The big white boy. Goes fucking hard. Plays his ass off. The dude has been getting a lot better. He's only in the second year. He doesn't get as much love. <laughs> as I feel like he deserves, but he's always up there, top, one of the most, you know, one of the top guys in pressures. He's starting to, you know, figure out how to get the quarterback down as well, and he's just getting better and better. You know, he came from Purdue. I've seen him from afar when I was in college, and this dude is a baller, and he produced at a high level every, from high school to college to the pros, and you just see him coming, you know, full circle and just, you know, becoming that player, you know, most people are expecting. So, this week, Seven tackles, two and a half sacks, a forced fumble. He went absolute ape shit. You know, they took a loss, um, but just watching the film, he was everywhere. The dude was all over the place. I don't know how many pressures he got, uh, but I know it was a high number. And he played the run pretty damn well, too. He had seven tackles. Um, he's just one of those guys, high motor, um, but also has a lot of skill to his game. Um, he's developing at a, at a really fast rate. And uh, I think people are going to be talking about him more and more. You know, he's a guy, obviously, going against my rival. You know, we hate the Chiefs. But uh, George, you know, we got to meet at the uh, Von Miller Pass Rush Summit this year. Um, he came up to me, had a lot of questions. Um, we had great conversations. So ever since he got in the league, the dude contacted me. He's been really cool. And, uh, 
you know, just you could just tell he's one of those guys that really loves football and just wants to get better. Um, and you see that shit coming to life. And, uh, you know, a guy like that I got ultimate respect for. And uh, our number one rushman of the week is George Karloftis from the Kansas City Chiefs. Round of applause to the, the, the squad. What a list. What a way list. Way to be elite, boys. Way to be guys. elite. Way to go out there and want it. All right, y'all. We appreciate you more than ever. You already know this is The Rush with myself, Max Crosby, my brother, Brogan Roback, my co-host, Darian Terrell, Dustin Creel, EMU Legends. Um, we just want to say we appreciate you guys. Like, subscribe below. Everyone keeps showing up, retweeting, sharing, subscribing, liking, commenting. Y'all are the whole reason why this whole engine is, is rolling the way it's rolling. So we just want to give a big shout out to y'all. Like we said earlier in the show, 10,000 subscribers giving away two signed jerseys. And we cannot wait to get that to y'all. We are almost there. I think we're about 7,000 subscribers right now. So we're on our way. But just to say, we love you guys. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on every platform you can imagine. Keep tuning in. It's only going to get better and better. And this week, we got the New York Giants. So we're going to be giving you all a rundown next week as well. You already know how we're coming. Tuesday, next episode's coming out. We love y'all. We appreciate you. All the Rushmen out there, this is The Rush. We appreciate you. Peace. Peace. Fuck. Sure. Oh.